Lewis is on vacation. Ari says, well, exhausted and resting. And Emmett, well, Emmett, yeah, he's opening puzzles again. It's all ahead of us on your league sweet 16. Tune in. Great pass from Diamantidis. The lob is There we go. 40 minutes to a title. David Blue for three. On the mark, David Blue. Now Spinelli drives inside. Look for the alley. EuroLeague Sweet 16, exactly what you need. As ever, we are up on SoundCloud and we are, of course, uh, on wherever you get good podcasts. So be sure to search for EuroLeague Sweet 16 to subscribe and get the episodes as soon as they drop. Hello and welcome to EuroLeague Sweet 16. As ever, we've got a we got a packed show, I think, safe to say. But before that, we have great guests with us. First of all, I'm Moshe from Team Scott. And as ever with me, I think in, a, in the past few weeks, we got Dave Heinbeck. Dave, how you doing? Good. Um, I like that uh, Emmett is uh, opening puzzles. Um, I, I have a question for you. Do you, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you puzzle, but um, I, when I do a puzzle, I know this is a puzzle geek uh, question or comment, whatever. I, I don't like looking at the cover when I do the puzzle. I don't want to know where what is. I don't know if you, if you puzzle very much, but your thoughts on that. As it <laughs> is. That one, did you? <laughs> <laughs> As it is very much early in the morning, and um, I think this is supposed to be the phase where we are at our sharpest. And, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sharp, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I That's know. okay. No, I, I what basically I enjoy doing puzzles, but I but I don't like um, I don't like looking at the box. I, I you know it's it's like looking it's like watching a game, and 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 knowing the end result. I mean, yeah, but here's the thing. First no, of all, because you can look and see where where's this color, where does this fit on the box? Okay, so be, before we're talking fitting in and, and, and talking about the prices that COVID got, uh, you know, have I have I crashed the show yet? No, not yet, not yet. We're getting there, though. We're getting there. <laughs> you know, this show is packed with references from whether it's uh, Only Fools and Horses, where we named uh, um, the Four Minute Warning after one of the episodes. I think it was in the first season. And puzzles is actually um, that was the bar that that you know they wanted to open on how I met your mother, and why is it okay. called puzzles? You know, why did they why did they name it puzzles? I don't know that. That's the puzzle. Uh, okay, gotcha. Okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, why well, not? I mean, and he's opening it in Berlin because there's supposed to be the final four. I mean, it, it all connects. You know, it all connects. Okay, now. I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> He's looking. So puzzles is the name of the bar, and not uh, opening uh, a puzzle uh... shop. Even though that's okay. a nice startup, that is a very. We should definitely consider this off air. We we should talk about it. Puzzle the bar? No, just puzzles. Like what she had. Create, create creating a Euroleague puzzle. Actually, yes, that is creating create, its finest. Somebody somebody told me that there was a there was a Euroleague NFT. Did you ever, did you hear that at all? No. Intrigued. Somebody, somebody told me that. I, I can't tell you too much more about it. Somebody told me about it, but I didn't ask uh, because I was busy with other things and I didn't want to. Uh, I, I needed to move on. But uh, yeah, somebody asked, somebody mentioned to me. I can't remember where it was. But uh, okay. so here, so I'll, I'll bring the show back, uh, uh, back on course. Uh, we had two weeks of games and we had a total of eight games. Two, Do two you weeks? think? No, I mean, two, weeks? two rounds of games, two oh, rounds yeah, of games, you know? Yeah. The question, I guess, uh, to, to, to kindly. To, to 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 bring it back on you know and, and stop the sabotage do you do you think though that that the Euroleague is happy that we got at least eight games in of the 18 okay um I, I, um before we begin the four minute warning which probably we should name it a minute warning this so I sabotaged week. it again <laughs> no 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 you you have not actually you you, you <laughs> set it up perfectly you know, as I've been writing my quarantine diaries, because quarantine has been chasing me for quite some time, I'll tell you this. I was thrilled to have Euroleague games this weekend, and I don't care if it was just eight, seven, or one. And after we've seen, like, both Barcelona games that turned out to be nail biters till the end, you know, it's a... Uh, suffice to say, I was... I don't know if Euroleague is happy. I know that I'm happy, and I know that a lot of people are happy for just having, you know, basketball games over the weekend. And it's something that we cannot take for granted in, in, you know, in this day and age. Sad to say it, I know, but, you know, we'll take what we can get. And if we got, if we, if we got eight games, then we're lucky. And, um, but, you know, there are some things we can take from 
those eight games, like what happens to you as a team. And it's something we brought up last time we recorded with uh, with Frankie about what can happen to you when you're coming back from being off for, for a couple of weeks due to COVID, like Olympiacos. So EuroLeague, they faced Fenner, they lost a game to which they came as I think, you know, if you were to, if, if I were to tell you, listen, that's the game that is going to be played two weeks ago, you know, before COVID, you would have told me, you know, Olympiacos are the clear cut favorites, but they lost. And of course, against Fenner that has no Vesely, no, um, no Decolo. I mean, it's supposed to be easier on paper, though. No game uh, has been easy this year, but, you know, we'll get to that. First of all, I think there is no better time than now to go to the, uh, yeah, the most inaccurately named segment in all of sports and entertainment today. It's time for the four, no, eight. No, you know what? We'll do it in four. Minute warning. Four minutes to get through all the action that just happened in EuroLeague. It's the four minute warning. So you brought eight games, uh, eight games with three teams that actually managed to play the double rounder, which is uh, an achievement, a great achievement, I think, by its own. But first of all, what do you think? To me, I mean, look, it was great that we had eight games. I know that teams are probably going to face a lot of struggles because you got a lot of games to, uh, you know, to play, to, uh, to, to, uh, to reschedule and what have you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to create a lot of, say, uh, workloads going to be off the charts. What do you make of this entire situation? I mean, I know it's a good thing to have basketball, but we are facing a complete different problem in the making, perhaps. R refresh my memory. Uh, how many games were in round 19? I can't remember. Was it was oh. it four as well? Or was it Dang. five? I did for the life of me. I do not remember. Okay. Tell you, wait, wait, wait. What, what the, the, the idea, I think, I, I, I think it's... I think none. I, and I, no, we, we were, I don't know if we were talking around, oh, that's right, uh, eight, so 18 was four or five, and then, uh, and then, um, and then 19 was completely. Yeah, uh, shut down. Right, and 18, but 18 was four games, right? Wasn't that, uh, that's, yeah, this is great radio. Um, yeah, four, four. So, um, I remember, I don't know if it was on here, if it was on Gone Traveling, um, that, you know, we were talking about, you know, whether or not, you know, we should shut down this week, you know, whether or not it makes sense to, um, to, you know, to try to curb this whole thing, you know, shut down eight, 19 and 20, 19 and then 2021, just to kind of get it, you know, get a handle on it and let people let it, let it kind of run its course, which I don't, I, had, um, I, I, um, I, I wonder how much, I, I, I really don't know how this is going to work out because, um, I'll come back to the point really quick, but you, 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 I think we almost, we, depending on how this, this plays out and, 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 and if you can get it multiple times and stuff like that, have multiple outbreaks in your club and stuff like that, I don't, it, you almost have to imagine you have to get in a bubble where you have to have the players avoid their families, you know, because, uh, as bad as that sounds. And I think maybe that's a, maybe that's a playoff thing that they could do, uh, because you can't afford to miss games in the playoffs. Um, but, um, I, I think they are happy that they at least got these eight games in because you already have the, you already have the four games, no, the five games from round 18, you have the entire round 19. And then you would, and then if you had to try to get another, uh, games. another, Ten. yeah, yeah. But, but if you had to get another, 18 games in there oh. somehow you know so but at least quote in in in, in quotation marks at least you have the the eight games done and i think that you know especially the teams so um byron got two barcelona got two and who was the other team they got two i can't remember you you said it before byron. i said but byron barcelona and cheska Cheska. So I, those teams are like, yes, yes, we got two games in even, you know, where, where a lot of these other teams, they didn't get any of their games in. And so they're going to have to go boom, 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 oh. really at least, at least the next two or three months. An alarming um, and, and just so you know, now I'm on a train with you uh, guys about Cheska because it gave them some time to catch a bit of rhythm. And Milutinov, Nikola Milutinov was looking off the charts and Danny Hackett, I mean, come on. It is a Cinderella story. No, not, sorry, not a Cinderella story. This is a feel-good story. If you're well, this is what Frankie said. Frankie said. I mean, last week, you know, true, it's like if, if these guys are if these guys are all there, you know. Yeah, but listen, they need anything, and Gregonis had the big name as well. I still think, yes, I'm, 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 and, and and here's the thing: 
what we didn't take in, into, well, we may have considered, considered, but here's the thing. Alexei Zvet playing like Alexei Zvet played in these two games. I think this is perhaps the best offensive Zvet, offensively, uh, uh, of course, uh, when we're talking. Uh, this is the best offensively uh, oriented Zvet that we've seen this season in these two games. In terms of the shot selection, like this is perhaps the Zvet that we all dreamed of, dare I say, in, in recent years. I mean, true, yeah, he had a different role in, in, in Finki, but when you have Shved, I'm not saying he finished as your top scorer, but he just played much more uh, responsibly. And when, when his shots are falling in, yeah, sure, I, I'll say this, they don't need another guard. But on nights where they won't fall, they probably need one you know, to take the ball and simply go crazy and do whatever it is that they want to do. And still, I can name like three, four teams that are on paper, stronger than them, deeper than them. They got more options coming off the bench than what Cheska has. But for the time being, you can. there are some things you just cannot replace, that you, that you just cannot buy. And that is the heart of a champion. And you know what? If you did not shed a tear when you saw Daniel Hackett hugs his father, you know, when he hugged his father after that game, if you didn't get emotional, there is something deeply messed up with you. <laughs> it's like, it's, you know what? The, the reason I'm saying that this is a feel-good story is because not a lot of guys would go through a, a very tough injury and would have to take a step back, and they, they'll do that willingly, you know, and not let ego play a part in all of this amazing road back, you know, to, to his glorious comeback, to winning a EuroLeague championship, and on a double rounder, and, and a pandemic, I wish I could say free, but, you know, pandemic uh, that is pretty much going crazy right now, right? It's, it, it's going crazy right now, and, and not just in the EuroLeague. And do whatever he did in a double rounder, back-to-back -back games, come on, it, it is the most beautiful story. I mean, it, it is a silver lining in a very, uh, I'm not going to say dark times, right? I mean, true, we are in a world pandemic, but this world has seen worse days. It obviously seen better days, but, you know, we should just be grateful for what we have right now. Totally agree. Um, uh, I, I, I want to, um, I want to take the, I want to, uh, I think I want to take the emotion out of it uh, and, and ask you um, how important in these two games Gregonis was because, you know, Gregonis was a guy who, who we haven't really seen much of. Um, and then, and then to kind of like, to kind of figure out, all right, do we, do we want to read much into what happened against Panathinaikos um, or not? Because, you know, obviously Panathinaikos has been, you know, sort of the, you know, they've, they've had their, their, their moments where they've been, you know, pretty solid and, and whatnot. Um, but do we want to read too much into it? But what I really want to ask you is, do you think that this was uh, even more of an important game for Cheska because Asvel have uh, such dominant guard play. You look at Okobo and Jones and even Knight, you know, Knight is a, you know, however, you know, what he is, whatever he is, you know, you know, I don't even know how tall he is, you know, um, but he, you know, he's a, he's a small, you know, bulldog point, uh, well, guard that rebounds, you know, he's so he's so, taller than so, us. I'll give you that. So it's, so it's, so it's a big, so it's a, so it's a, it's a very strong, uh, so uh, 188 doesn't really, help me as an american <laughs> shit um what? but uh, it's, a, it's a very 188 188 um so but but what i mean is that it's a very strong guard uh, uh team um and and yet the yet Seska was able to let's call it neutralize it and actually excel okay obviously because of hackett but also you know gregonis and, and shred you know what, what which game do you i mean do you do you think that this was a turning point now for for Seska? maybe especially because that as well game well here's the thing like we can easily say yes right because now they are 12 and 7 ranked fifth and you've seen good ability uh, a very good ability at that from numerous players but here's the thing um i'd say partially yes okay and the reason i'm saying partially yes is because cheska had covid right but not to the extent that both panathinaikos and asphalt had now, I'm not going to say, well, we're not going to get into, you know, who had it worst, right? Who, who got it worst, who's, 
you know, and who was symptomatic and who wasn't symptomatic. But it just the reason I'm saying this that Cheska, um, I was happy to see them getting um, those couple of wins is it gave them time. And it's like, you know, if you can sustain the, the initial start, you know, um, after having that going from 60 to zero and from zero to 60, if you can somehow contain that, you know, and, and just in the beginning, you should be good. And Cheska is Cheska, right? I mean, again, I'm not saying that they have the best roster I say now, you know, if you're, if you're talking Madrid and I really want to talk Madrid, um, Olympiacos or Barcelona, you, you, you might have a, a more than a solid case claiming that they have the better talent, you know, the, the better depth, et cetera, et cetera. I, I was more impressed by Asvel because Asvel, you know, they are, they are in a better situation than Panathinaikos, but I still wouldn't go as far as reading much more into it than what it is. And that's like, you know, just making that initial step towards coming back into rhythm. Am I impressed? Yes, because let's be honest, Asvel caused them a whole lot of issues last time they faced each other. And Cheska are, they're not as athletic as we've gotten used to see them in recent years. I mean, they have athleticism on the roster. It's just like, you know, it's not as dominant as it was in, in previous versions. So to see them coping with that and getting the win and getting Alexi Shved in top-notch form in a lot of ways, and seeing Daniel Hackett shining the way he does. When Cheska's backcourt playing the way he did against Asvel, let me tell you this. Not a lot of teams can, you know, can actually not just contain it, but also overcome it. So in a lot of ways, yes, I would take much more from the Asvel game, but I wouldn't go as far as, you know, reading that much more into it than what the Panathinaikos game was. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, here's the thing. The reason I want to talk about Real Madrid is teams in the EuroLeague should be scared shitless <laughs> if they watched <laughs> the Basconia game. And here's why, right? 24 hours before the game, they announced uh, Rudy Fernandez is, you know, COVID positive. And wishing, by the way, to all the guys and the entire population of this world to get well soon into complete health and have a speedy and full recovery from COVID, uh, but back to the Madrid issue, 24 hours before they announced Fernandez, right? He's out. On the day of the game, I think it was, they're announcing that Walter Eddie Tavares also tested positive, right? So that's two guys. And Eddie being, you know, the pretty much the pillar of stability on that team. The, the guy that pretty much connects everyone, even though you may claim that Jeffrey Taylor is the real blue guy on defense. And, you know, now he's out too. And who's back in the game? Trey Thompkins. And if you thought that Eddie can cause you a few issues on both ends of the floor, you're getting Trey Thompkins to mess you up. And you get Randolph to mess you up. And let me tell you this, the first 15 guys on their roster if you're a GM, and I don't care what team in the EuroLeague, the first 15 guys on their team, you take to your team of choosing. I don't care if you're in, in, in Cheska, in, in Barcelona, Maccabi, Bayern, Panathinaikos, you'd want to have each and every one of these 15 guys. You can even say, I'll take your top three prospects too, because yes. they, and they showed in what they did against, uh, against Cheska, you know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it is it is beyond me and, and you know what you really got to give also well this is, isn't i mean this is what you you've been you've i mean you've been kind of harping on uh uh you know for so long it's like imagine when these guys finally come back and who uh who, um uh he said he was going to go to a mid-level spanish club um instead of instead of playing euro league what was his name the, the shooter carol no carol was with madrid i know it's it looks like a distant memory uh we'd wish to see him play now yeah, but no, that's what you were saying. Oh, but eventually Carol's going to come too, you know? So, but that's what you've been saying the entire season. Like, wait, just wait for these guys to come back, you know? Man, it's man. scary. It's scary. I mean, you, I mean, you have to think that, you know, this is the first game that, that Tompkins has played. This is really only the third game that, that Randolph has played. You know, he was out for a little bit. He, he came back for the first game and then was played a couple and come back. It's, it, it's, it's scary, you know? I mean, and, and uh, I mean, <laughs> you look 
look at like a guy who, you know, he's a, he's a decent, he's a decent prospect, like NBA prospect, you know, Carlos Allison point guard, you know, DNP, you know, Nigel Miles, uh, Miles, uh, Williams Goss, seven million, seven minutes. Yeah, sure. Ah, who cares? You know? <laughs> and, and, and really, I want to give, I really want to give credit also to coach Lasso because you have, it is a star pack team. There is nothing in city me that will convince me otherwise. And there isn't that bit of ego, at least, you know what, towards the outside, nothing comes out of the locker room that would suggest differently. And that is huge, like just managing so much talent. And here's the thing. In, in previous years, maybe there have been rumors about maybe teams should expand like the, the number of players you can register to each game to 13, right? And if you look at the Madrid roster, you know, it's just not fair. It's just not fair. Like, seriously, who's going to be the 13th guy? Warrior? That's the number 13? Seriously, like, it ain't fair. So, I mean, you look at, at Barcelona's 13th guy or 14th guy. I mean, if you go down, if you go deeper than the 14th, 15th guy, it just, it, it goes, it, it is just not fair. It's just not fair. By a mile, it's, it's not fair. Um, well, just from just just from the voice from your voice the the enthusiasm and joy. Um, do you now that we've kind of had a uh, just a uh, maybe a, a, just a smallest little taste of what this could be? You know, do you, do you think that this part that this Real Madrid team uh, is 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 the favorite then over Barcelona and Olympiacos? Look, Olympiacos. I mean, is, is there? Is, is no. First of all, there's this one thing we need to to acknowledge and accept, and it is the absolute truth, and that is sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta accept it. Um, but you know what? I, I this is something that I actually thought of during you know when when I finally saw Thompkins getting back and Randolph, and I was like, you know, I was getting this uh, tingle, like you know, this, that spidey tingle. Kind of thing. Right? Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, how do you defend? Do you go crazy on closeouts on the four and the five? Like, just imagine that spacing. It's crazy. The first line of defense, second, third. I mean, now we're not just talking second line of defense with guards, you know, just going all the way after a simple pick and roll from, from the middle, from the wings, or someone else slashing. Now you've got to really defend the four and the five. You know, and just like... It's not just boxing out Eddie or boxing out Poirier. You, you got to really figure out what you're going to do. But here's the thing. When you look at Barcelona, right? Now you look at a team that might not score 80 points per game, but they're going to try and rough you up with the limited resources they have. Because in my books, you just got to sustain the, the hits, you know, got to contain it somehow. Because... I don't think Barcelona are necessarily hurting you through their offensive end. Yeah, true. You know, you got the Miritich who can score. And by the way, now Miritich has COVID. So he's going to be odd. It's also a challenge. Um, and I really like when they had they had this lineup where they had Shanley Miritich Hayes. And th that is something to think about. And you saw what big of role Sertac played uh, in their game, especially against, you know, Anadolu. But here's the thing, to your original question, if we're talking, and again, this is coming from, you know, me trying to be as objective as possible, and I know it's hard. Olympiacos should be okay. They should be, uh, they should be saying, okay, we're good with just making it to the Final Four this year because this is, in a lot of ways, the first year of the project, and most of the guys, they got contracts for next year as well. So they should be good. True, there is no guarantees whatsoever. There are no guarantees whatsoever in this business. And, uh, you know, you just look at, at Anadolu FS and you realize it. So you're saying Olympiacos should be content with that. They should be good and cool with that. Cheska, if they go out on game five, just before the, the final four, they should be somehow okay with that. If they just make it to the, play, to the, to the final four, they, they should also be okay with that. Um, Milan, also just okay with the final four because, you know, they had a, they had a, you know, shitty luck with injuries and COVID together combined. They got a win against Barcelona. It, it could be a very important one, you know, when you look at it down the road and in, in, in the bigger picture kind of sense of things. But right now, if you were to tell me that also, okay, Zenit, 
I'm, I'm high on them as well. But if you were to tell me that we should expect the El Clasico, or at least, you know what, I'm, I'm going to drop a bomb here. I'm more, I'm feeling more comfortable saying that I can see Madrid in the finals rather than Barcelona. You'd say, okay, that, that is not that crazy. But to see that finals, hell, we'd, we'd be, that would be awesome. That would be simply awesome. Simple as. But yeah, I mean, I, you're, you, I, I, Barcelona and, and Real Madrid, I, you know, I think have clearly established themselves as the, the top two teams. Olympiacos, you know, Jessica, you know, saying, you know, hey, what's with us? But, you know, until you are able to, um, until you're able to do it on a regular basis, stay healthy, everything else, especially in that regard, especially Jessica. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I don't think Senate is, is there yet. I mean, you can, I would, I would maybe put them at a, you know, maybe somewhere in that grouping with those other, with the Olympiacos Seska. And that's um, without a word on, on Kazan. And that's without a word on, on the reigning champs. And on the Dulofes, well, by the way, that loss to them, I mean, sure, we're going to address the I won the cup, ran by, by coach Ataman, sorry, Bataman, who should be named Badassaman, you know? <laughs> that was a badass thing to do. Just like you suggest that someone... Now, this yeah. is also, um, I don't see that catching on, but just for the funds of it, it's nice. I mean, that loss, oh my God, that, that was one hell of a game, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, they've given us two good games, you know, and, um, and uh, you know, I have I'm to... You have to yeah. Are you worried with Larkin? Because, like, I think throughout the second half, he was holding his knee. And that was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I noticed that as well. And and they they can't afford they they're like a team. You know, there's other some of these other teams that are like rock star teams where they can like get rid of. You know, they can afford injuries to like you know two three Madrid eight nine guys. Yeah, but if you're um, in the top five, but, you know, but, yes. But when but, you're but FS, but FS, uh, but FS can't, you know, none of their big guys. I mean, even uh, even a, even a big guy like Place, you know, just because they don't have many big guys, you know, they they can't afford uh, Dunstan going down. You know, they you know until Petrushev figures out. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on with Petrushev. I really have no idea. You know, he he started so well and just maybe just hasn't figured. He can't figure out the system or whatever. Um, but you know, they're a team where they can't afford anybody to, uh, to be out for a, a long time, you know? Um, so, and it, but again, you, but you have, you have that Larkin message, you know, uh, Bobois, Simon, you know, you have that little core though there. And, you know, as long as everybody else kind of plays around it, has it, you know, somebody has a big game here, if it's Plyce or if it's, you know, Brian, uh, uh, if it's, um, um, yeah, Brian, I don't really expect many big games, but like, you know, Dunstan or, you know, uh, as long as somebody else, you know, steps up here and there, but, you know, I, I mean, you have to, you know, tip your hat really to, to Yoko Bias too, what he's doing, you know, I mean, this wow, is, this is, wow, he was huge again, again, again. Yes. Uh, against Anadula FS, you know, is, is, is it a thing of matchup? But first of all, what you just said makes a whole lot of sense, and I couldn't agree more. But say that Anadolu were now ranked as one of the first five seeds, right? They were ranked in the top five. Would you say it differently? Would you think of them something else? Like that they could allow themselves to, you know, to drop a game or to have an injured guy to be out for a couple of weeks? I, no, I just they don't they don't they don't have the depth of a uh, of of some of these other teams. You you, no, you see it. You it's, see it's, it. The, it's the same team. The, the question is if they wouldn't have because why am I asking this? Because if they were to be in the first, you know, one of the first five seats, that would have meant that they didn't have all these ups and downs. That they would have been a you know maybe a bit more consistent in a way. For I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Maybe, maybe, you know, but I mean, were they, I mean, we are, are we really talking about FS so much differently than, than, than uh, as far as the personnel goes than we were last year, you know, the, the last three years, you know, it's, it's, it's still, it's that, it's that core of, of Larkin, Misic, you know, Simon Bubois. Last year, you know, we were trying to figure out what do we have with San, San, Sanli or, or, you know, what we have this year, you know, so, but it, is it, is it, 
you know, they happen to, to, to win the games. Now they have the target, you know? And so, oh, but it's different. It's different because we have that extra argument that we can, we can say last year, they did not start a year with Larkin. They did not start a year with Dunstan. So you had to go through two obstacles. The first one was actually getting them back. The second mm-hmm. was getting everyone in sync. Yeah. And, and with them, because, so that was like a two-faced kind of thing. First of all, you got to, you know, you got to adjust maybe, yourself. Maybe, okay, so, I mean, everybody says don't, you know, you can't, uh, you know, underestimate the heart of a champion. Um, are, they, the, are they showing well, the heart of a champion, though? But that's exactly what I was going to say. Is like, there's there's the, there's the, there's the, the heart of the champion, but then, but there's also the, the hunter, you know, and, yeah. and can, and can you be the hunted? You are know? you able to be the hunted? That's, you know, that's. Everybody who has FS on their schedule, every game this year, okay, says, let, let, these are let, the champs. We want to beat them. There's there's that a little bit extra motivation. Let's talk dynasties then, okay? When I'm not going to go as far back and, and bring up the, say, the dynasty of Yugoplastica split, right? Let's go a bit further to the 2000 era and further. Maccabi Tel Aviv, they had their targets on their back, right? First year was even more difficult, I think, than anything else, right? And when they went down, that was the third year of the project after they lost Sharuna Sesikevichis to the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. And they went down only in the finals game. That is the true definition of having a heart of a champion. And that was after they lost. Was that, was that pretty much the same team other than Yasikevich? Yeah, I mean, you have better you have better knowledge of that than I. I don't have that. Look, they had those changes in the four position kind of thing from David Bluthenthal, which you know changed his name to David Blue, uh, to mm-hmm. uh, Nestoris Komatos, and then they also had the change with Kirk Penny. Um, obviously, not the same position, and you know uh, they changed they well from Komatos that went to Sharon Sasson, but you had those. So two, it wasn't it wasn't the same. Kind of it wasn't yeah. the same core. No. Same core, yes. No, same core, but not the same necessarily supporting role. You know, they're coming off the bench, but it was also a completely different era of basketball. It was an era where you didn't have to have those, you know, um, that deep team. You were enough with like an eight-player rotation kind of thing. That was enough back in the day because the competition was a bit different. Let's move further. You see the Cheska teams that you had. You saw, You also, you know, they had those long-term projects. Also Panathinaikos. Uh, and true, in, in the Zoc era, they never really won back-to-back years. So let's jump ahead and go to the Olympiacos version, you know, the, their dynasty. You may claim that they, that they came as the underdogs, but they kept coming at you. You saw that hunger. You saw that sparkle in their eyes. All these teams had it. You don't quite see it with Anadolu FS. They, they'll probably admit it within closed doors that they might have that issue. Now it, it 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 is beyond me. You know, people would cause crazy. How can you? Di- I'm not disrespecting the champs. Hell, I'm giving. If I'm playing them, I'm giving them the utmost respect. So, well, that's 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 the thing that that we're kind of figuring out is is what how they deal with being the hunted. You know, that's and 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 but on the other hand, right? Okay, so right now, <laughs> right now, we would have and and. You know, it's it's not far out of the realm of possibility. I think Madrid would have something to say about it, but it's not that far out of the realm of possibility that we have a Barcelona FS first round. Should they make it? Should they make it? That is how scary this year is. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, you know, so you have whether or not they make it and you have whether or not Barcelona would, would be able to hold off, you know, Real Madrid, you know, but, you know, you know. Heck, just heck! I won yeah. the cup just for that moment of I won the cup. Okay, <laughs> I won the best of five series. Barcelona, yeah, exactly, Barcelona. exactly. I mean, because the two games that we've had with them, Damn, you know, dang. and it's the rematch of the final again. You know, over five games, we have all this other drama, blah blah blah. And just you know, you know, when we had it though, we stop had the standings. It. It's like when we had the uh, the after the 2010-2011 season, right? To this day, everyone is sure that if Maccabi had the wrong Perkins, because if, if you remember, he tore his ACL the playoffs, uh, uh, playoff series against Basconia. Maccabi makes it to the Final Four. 
minus perhaps one who, uh, you know what, let's just say it how it is. Deron Perkins was perhaps by far the most underrated defensive guard in the EuroLeague in that year. He made a legit case to be DPOY, hands down. And with him, they would have probably, you know, they might have had answers to uh, 3D, to uh, Dimitris Diamantidis. But the real kicker is, the following year, Maccabi and Panathinaikos, they faced each other in the playoffs. So you, you had the, the championship game played over a series of five games mm-hmm. in, a, in a series that, that made it to game five. Till this day, I will claim, and it's not because you say, you'll say, oh, you're from Israel. This was, this was a chess match that lasted over five games of basketball with one of them getting to OT. This was well, is, is that is that the matchup that you would most want to see in the playoffs then? Yes. Over five games. I mean, is there anybody? Is there anybody else out? Is there any matchup? No, no. Know, I mean, that... Specifically, this. You know why? Because they're pretty much the same teams. When you saw that playoff series between Maccabi and Panathinaikos, that wasn't the same Maccabi. That was not the same Maccabi. Yeah, I mean, they had uh, David Blue. They had. Um, so far, but you know the backcourt changed. They didn't have Jay, uh, Jeremy Pargo, and they didn't have Deron Perkins. They had uh, Keith Langford, and you know it was kind of a generational change kind of thing with Maccabi, even though it wasn't. You couldn't quite address it as a generational change kind of thing, but it was. It was a different team. It was a different team, and um, I think. I think um, that. Just, just to, to, I think that is the top matchup I would want to see in the playoffs would be Barca FS, and actually I think the second one I would like to see, and it would, it would, it would have to be Cheska starting to, no, it's not really, it, it just playing, just playing as 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 they can play, would be Cheska at three, Milan at six. Okay, I'll call you. That'd be that'd be fun too, though. I'm calling and let me raise Zenit. Don't, don't, don't do, don't do no, don't Russian thing. Nobody cares about Russia. Wait, Zenit Unix. I'm just sorry. Saying. Sorry. Sorry. Fans of Russian basketball. No, I, I, I do not mean that detriment. No, I mean, because I said nobody cares about Russia. So it's like purely for the X and O's kind of thing. I want to see uh, a best of five series between coach Pasquale and, and coach Parasovic. Uh, Parasovic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be, yeah, that is, um, yeah, that is as easy as. Look, I know in terms of, of fandom, yeah, not the best of series that you could ask for, right? But basketball-wise, mm-hmm. damn, are we in for a treat? That yeah, is- I mean, yeah, sure, that would be that would be an enticing matchup between coaches. Um, this sort of the same thing, you know, along the you know Tudis and and and. Um, and uh, and um, and Messina, you know, plus all the players that played on 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 the teams, you know, and everything else. So that that would be that would be a fun one as well. So yeah. Wait, who do we want to see Olympiacos facing? By the way, doesn't matter. We want to see Olympiacos play. In general, so. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so here's time. although you know it'd be fun. You, but you know it'd be fun is to try to see how they sort of you know because like a, like a guy like like John Brown, you know, it's like how. You know that that athletic, you know, sort of big that you know Olympiacos isn't, you know, extremely uh, 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 packed at that position, and st- and so I, that would be fun to see how they try to deal with him at, at um, um, really at, at both ends, but you know also Super Mario and 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 how they play. So I mean, there's 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 plenty of matchups, but yeah, I mean that that so so do you think? Um, so you you when I said you know that's the matchup that we all want to that you know a lot of people want to see, um, so you know now we have to kind of like look at you know how many games are are still to be played how many you know you know games people have in hand and whatnot but um, if it's not FS it, to to me it almost seems like Kazan is 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 is, is bordering on through you know I mean okay we're only as let's see uh, do we have anybody with sixteen games no but we're at least but there's there are plenty of teams with 17 there's between 17 and 19 19 games done so we're only you know they have but you know you almost say, have to say that they're through because they already have a three-game lead over 
um, over the quartet of Fenerbahce, Asvel, Bayern, and Monaco. And Maccabi. And they're in the seventh. Actually, three and a half games over Maccabi. Because well, I mean, if you go, if you drop down to seven, then you have you have Svezda and you have Vasconia as well. So, but I mean, even just well, over because, well, Vasconia played one more game than Svezda and Maccabi because yeah, Svezda but I'm just talking, I'm just talking pure uh, um, oh, uh win totals. Uh, you know, Maccabi, of course, have, have a couple of games in hand, but so but, but so does Kazan, you know, Kazan is, is, is only at 18, so um, uh. So it's, it's, so you almost have to say, you know, they're, they're close to getting through, you know, they're all, they're get they're borderline through, you, you sure. know, FSU definitely can't say that because you have all those teams at seven wins. Um, and, and obviously eight wins is only a game apart. So, so which of those teams, let, let's, let's stick to the four. Um, I guess if you want to put in Maccabi in there as well, we're not going to spez this conversation. So which of the, those, let's say five teams, Fenerbahce, Asphalt, Bayern, Monaco, Maccabi, do you think could okay catch could could steal that last spot from FS? Okay, I'm gonna give you credit for two things. First of all, for somehow just you know uh, putting the Svesda thing in there. You know, <laughs> I'm not noticing. It's not. It's not. A, it's not a. It's not a. It's not a Dave Hine uh, appearance without being without some, exactly. without, without, without him Svesdaing it. <laughs> so that's one. Uh, and, and again, kudos. Loved it, by the way. So elegantly put. Uh, <laughs> you didn't force it, unlike very uh, a lot of players who are very much forcing their shots. So, no good for you. Uh, second of all, that was exactly what, what I was about to ask you. So, you know, we've gotten to that right, point I, where, uh, where, we're, where we are thinking the same. So, uh, first of all, what I, I, if, if this had been before the the, the coaching change, I would have said Monaco <laughs> to stay on that, to stay on that uh, gravy train. Um, and, and I don't, those, those injuries to, to Fenerbahce are so huge. Exactly. I don't know if they have it. Um, FS, uh, Asvel, I don't know about Asvel. Just, I don't know about, you know, there's. Um, what do you think about Maccabi bringing in Kyrie Thomas? I mean, he's young, he's the early rookie, but. I think, and you know the situation much better than I do in Maccabi, but I just think that they're so, this has been such a snake bit season, yeah. you know, they looked so good for, for, for that stretch there. Um, and, and, and if they can get everybody back healthy, everything, if they can get back to that, they were rolling, man, they were cruising. And, yeah. and if they can get back to that, I would, and that's why I included Maccabi, yeah. but I, but can you get back into that? The, the 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 saving graces it's only two games to fs two and a half two right? wins two win two wins Three. it's only two it's only two no you have seven wins yeah but you only have two win difference right now so yeah. I, I know that but it's you know right now the the saving graces it's within three games and you still have you know quite a bit of the season um a team that and this is Anybody who knows me is, says, that, you know, say, no way. This is okay. This is not me being homerism and saying Germany at all, but a team that, that can do it really, I think, would, could also be Bayern because Bayern still have the potential to get better. They have enough, they, they you know, they had injury problems this whole season. They, they, they still don't have Zipser, you know, Zipser's still you know, on recovery, you know, but they're getting guys back. Radosovic just came back. They, their tweet for Radosovic coming back was a new acquisition. His name was Radosovic. He hasn't played at all either, you know, and this is, you know, a high level player. Um, and, uh, and, and so, and these are guys like, tell me, tell me you haven't been impressed with, with, with what Yaramas has been doing. Wow. And, wow. And, 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 but this is, but this is a guy that they, that they, and they, and, and, and Trinkeri said, we knew what he could do, but we wanted to bring him slow because he hated making mistakes. And the fact that he would make mistakes would make it that much worse. So they are really bringing him slow. He's come up with some amazing performances, also fourth quarter performances. And so that is actually a team with the dynamics of, of, the, of the lineup and stuff. And they're only a game behind. They're only one win behind uh, FS. And, and, and they're just, they, if they play defense, like they can play defense, they can beat anybody. So who, who do I, who do I really think? Because I, because I, I uh, my answer then 
I'm going to say Byron because I don't know that Maccabi can, let's say, get that swag back. What do you think? Well, here's the thing. I'm looking at, um, you know, all their games and they lost. Looking at schedule? Yeah, yeah. Of who? Of who? Of Byron. I'm not looking, right. I'm not looking ahead. I'm looking at their games that they've lost. So they lost to Monaco. That is obviously no good. I mean, you can lose to Madrid, to, uh, to Barcelona, to Unix. Is that a bad loss to Monaco by 23? Yeah. And you can lose to Olympiacos, right? These are teams that are within the first eight that you can you can say okay, it's, it's okay to lose to them if you're Byron. But they also lost to Maccabi. They also lost to – it's a one-point game, I know. They also lost to Monaco. They uh, lost to Zvezda. They lost to Masconia. These are teams that can potentially threaten them mm-hmm. if we're talking – Tiebreaker and whatnot. Yeah. And, but it, they, they had an immense win against Anadolu FS, but can you say that this will happen again on the road? I mean, they lost, tw- they lost twice to Monaco even. Ouch. Yeah, so that is exactly the point. They lost 23, uh, um, you know, um, on the road, which is a very tough game, uh, a very tough arena to play in. But then they also lost uh, this, uh, well, this weekend uh, against Monaco. And that was a home game mm-hmm. versus yeah. Monaco, sorry. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, when you look at, you know, deeper, when you look deeper into it, it's like, you need I, to... I, I didn't, I didn't look at the results and, and, and you're not and you're you're totally right in, in having to, especially thinking tiebreakers and, and, uh, and everything else. Um, but what I'm, what I'm just kind of saying is the potential paper, no, of, the, it, of the team, and, but, all, but not on paper on, on one thing, but the, but the, but the, the perspective of improvement, you know what I mean? That that's that's what that's what I mean as well. So yeah, I mean yeah, but the schedule, uh, the, the the past results for Bayern really do not, uh, you know, help. Yeah, help they don't do good with them. Yeah, <laughs> but no. look, uh, I, you asked me first this question, and and I have to admit, <laughs> I am. Wow, I mean, on paper it should be Fenner, uh, but it's like you said, I I cannot expect them, and they are essentially one or two COVID cases away from a total and complete breakdown, like three games from now. Um, Villarban, you know, you just look at the, at the plus minus kind of thing. And we, 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 also, we, we always saw that, that plus minus thing as somewhat of a indicator of how a team can, you know, of how, I don't want to say good of a team, but maybe, you know, if you're not losing by that much, then you should be, you should be close to okay. And right now, the team that has the lowest plus minus, and it could be, you know, kind of misleading, but that's Maccabi. Um, they have minus 19. And say that your Fenner is going to get, you know, a few losses here and there, which is acceptable again, because it, it's like what happened last year. You know, they, they got cruising, they were rolling, and then they came to that playoff series against Cheska, and lo and behold, COVID happened. And with COVID, and Jan Vesely, I think, was also injured. I mean, they had legit no shot to begin with. From a very interesting playoff series before it even began, it became to, you know, if Cheska doesn't go and, and get that series done, I mean, damn, you know, it's going to be crazy uh, complicated. I think it's going to be a very tough match still, you know, very close competition till the very end of it. And I think that, you know what, I'm going to surprise you. It's, it's, um, it's every man's game right now. Like I think, even Zvezda can act, can somehow. Ah, he brings in Zvezda. I know. I had to. I'm just I kidding. had to. I know. On uh, paper, they shouldn't have a single shot at I, it. I, yeah, I know. I know. But that exactly. Well, that's what we've been saying the entire year. It's like, how did they? You know, it's it's if they can produce enough points, they can win games. Like yeah. that's you know, and that's because they're not going to give up any points. And um, but it's 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 getting those points, and and if they can somehow find some points. Yeah, I mean, they're they're only two wins again, uh, behind, you know. So I mean, you really can't put the put it uh, put it behind them. So how many how many teams actually have? Oh my God, Barcelona has twenty games already. Does anybody else have twenty? They're the only team, aren't they? Jessica has nineteen, nineteen for FS. Uh, yeah, they're the only team. And by the way, FS uh, the game that against them that they shouldn't have won. <laughs> 
That's what I'm saying. Hey, hey, not- you know what? Just another thing, if we have that FS Barcelona series, which I think will happen. I, I think uh, maybe it's just the 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 uh, the uh, the uh, romantic in me. I would like to see that 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 uh, series, um, but you also have the the the, the, Sh- the Shanley uh, aspect of them. Another to another series, uh, you know, going against his former team. So I think that would be enjoyable as well. Okay, before we go and uh, give our predictions of the week, even though we don't really know how many games will be played, we got to do it though. Yeah, we do. Um, You know, sometimes when you make those small adjustments, those small corrections that some are for, forced upon you and some, you know, you, you just got to react because someone is getting older and, you know, it's time uh, to um, say goodbye, by the I way. Where you're going. I wonder where you're going <laughs> with this. <laughs> I'm scared okay. almost where you're going. Well, you should be scared. Okay, you should be scared. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it has nothing to do with you. No worries. I didn't think it, I didn't think it did, but I'm just kind of, okay. So come I don't want to take you out of your thought. Keep going. Sorry. Oh, oh Dave, Emmett asked me to say hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish that, you know, we could have released this version of, the, of this episode as the video version. So you'll consider that I, I went to Dave and he like completely broke down. It happened. <laughs> But the question is, you know, If they would have, if you would have taken uh, Simone out of the equation, or James Anderson of the equation, or, or Elijah Bryant of the equation, would it be a different outcome? Like if Shanley stayed, and you would have taken each and every one of these guys, or is it just you know it, it's F's time? You know, it, it's time to to acknowledge that this team, this roster, has run its course, and it's okay. It happens. It's that, isn't, as it, isn't, isn't that what we kept, isn't that what we said the whole time is like, you know, Chanley was really one of the most important players on the team, even though nobody really thought about it, you know, you know, and it was like, you know, what do we, what, what, what did they look like when he leaves, you know, because he was so, you know, he, he, he didn't, you know, he was team first. He didn't care about anything else. It's something that, you know, we can go on and on and on. And there, there isn't, I mean, there isn't just one clear-cut answer. You know, you saw Maccabi making it to the Final Four with, without Charis, right? We've seen Olympiacos losing a bunch of guys, still making it, you know, to the Final Four the year after and making it to the Final Four um, every other year with different rosters under Coach Feropoulos, Giannis Feropoulos, that is, of course. And on the other hand, you had the Madrid version of the 2015-2016 season that didn't make it to the final four, despite having pretty much the exact same roster. And to me, it was understandable because it was pure fatigue. They had the Eurobasket, the Intercontinental Championship, and that was after a year which they've won the EuroLeague. So there shouldn't be that clear cut of an answer, but sometimes, right? Sometimes you have this one guy who's that, that much critical. He may not show it on the stat sheet, His numbers may not be the highest. You know, people who are not that much into scouting would claim that these players should not, you know, they are replaceable because it is easy to replace someone who's shooting like 35% from deep, around 49-50 for two points, grabbing maybe three and a half boards per game. These are numbers that you can replace. But that extra thing that they give you, whether it's the ability in clutch situations. Maybe it's the ability, not just in clutch situations, but also in the locker room. Maccabi had Quincy AC, you know? And that guy's presence in the locker room, boy, let me tell you, wow. And now Olympiacos have that guy. And yes, I know he hadn't been playing, you know, but you should expect that he was off. He was out for like over a year. But Adam Hanga, for example, I mean, we we've, You know, throughout the years, we had enough players that we recognized as the glue guys. And as it appears, like Shunnelly, he was that glue guy in Anadolu FS. Maybe not, you know, I don't know. I cannot say for sure in the locker room, but I, you know, you can bet your ass I'll sit on the court. It's too bad. I mean, good for, kudos for Barcelona, you know? Yeah, exactly. For grabbing him, you know? Yeah. So, and, and also, you know, also you have to say, um, you know, Yeah, you have to be almost, 
Yeah, you also respect Barcelona for recognizing that too. You know, it's like you know, this is a guy that you know, uh, according to everything we see, according to the people we talk, it, it looks like this is the you know uh, that kind of guy. And uh, let's take him away from the best team, you know, so yeah. the team who beat us. So, but again, you, you cannot overlook the situation with, uh, with, uh, uh, of course, Shane Larkin and Vasa Misic. You cannot take that out of the equation. So, I mean, still, we, we suspect like he's the immediate suspect in terms of, of, you know, well, but I think we, we kind of covered it all. Uh, it's time to, to do that thing that we are very much afraid of, and that is go to uh, and try to give our predictions. So uh, without further ado, let's go to the games of the week. And guess what? Asheville, right? They be playing twice this week. Ah, you know what? I don't even... Uh... Oh, shoot. You have the schedule for... Uh... Is that the only makeup game? Do you have other makeup games for this week? No, no. I think that is pretty much the only one. That's the only one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna get. And who do they? Who do they play? Oh, it's the French Derby. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Ah, okay. Uh-huh. Fun, fun, fun. So it's gonna be played on January the eighteenth, meaning um, Tuesday. So good chance that by the time you listen to this show. It will be probably a few, uh, maybe a couple hours before it begins, maybe a day before, or maybe the day after. It all depends on the schedule issues that we have. Uh, But that is one of the games. Then we have Unix Barcelona. You cannot oversell this game. (laughs) Senate Monaco, also Monaco are playing, obviously, a couple of games. Uh, Fener, Jagueris, Alba Berlin, Real Madrid, Maccabi, Olympiacos. Damn, that is a tough one for Maccabi. Uh, and then you know you have the uh, you have the the second game day of that round, which will face Cheska. We'll see Cheska facing Milan, Anadolu FS, Albion well facing Panathinaikos, and what should be expected as the game of vengeance, I'd say, after Panathinaikos pooped their asses in the first round. Mosconia, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bayern Munich, Asvel versus Vesda, and that would be it. So, let me ask you this: games to watch and the predictions. Yes, indeed. Uh, I, you know, I think that the 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 sexy game is Unix against Barcelona, but as far as the the game I think I'm watching more than anything else is uh, is the Maccabi Olympiacos game. Why? Uh, it's a home game. It's a home game for Maccabi. Yes. Maccabi need to win some games. Yeah, but that's and not the if game. they They're, they still have those listen, guys out. You saw what happened to Olympiacos. Who, by the way, listen, so- listen, listen. Let me give let me give, let me give my why I want why I'm watching it. So okay, okay. so Maccabi need the win. Olympiacos, um, slowly but surely, almost need to win two because you know you look at uh, you know there are 12 wins and so do so uh, and so too have uh, uh zenit and uh, and cheska mm-hmm. and the 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 third team of those trio is not going to have home court uh, uh advantage in the playoffs mm-hmm. which is not to be forgotten you know we're talking we're we all we're talking we all we keep talking about the eighth spot but slowly but surely, we looking. We need to kind of figure out what that third and fourth spot and fifth spot looks like. Who who does not have a home court advantage in that? So um, Olympiacos need it as well. But to me, it seems like you know, and and then also that if Maccabi can win this game, it gives them the added um, the added uh, kick, the added uh, confidence that they beat a top three team. You know, that the season that has been so high and then so low and just been just the total, you know, oh, God, what's going on? And then if they can go um, and, 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 and knock off a top three team, that's why I'm going to go with that game. Um, and the the other game, I, I said it's the it would be the other playoffs that I would like to watch. So I'm going to go with Cheska and, and, and Milan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I really need to say too much about that. And uh, and mentioning the FMS uh, revenge game with with uh, Panathinaikos, I don't really remember that. Was it last? It was last season, right? That Cheska beat uh, FS by thirty five 
in Moscow and then FS only only won by 30. And Adaman said uh, after the game, we were actually hoping to win by 35 or something like that, or 32. Remember that? So you say revenge. I, you know, if you give me the over under at like at like 20, I would probably take over the, the over, you know, <laughs> and because he'll just like, come on, guys, come on, come on, come on, come on. You know, so so all right, so and now you need my picks, right? Yeah. Um oh man. Uh I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say uh I'm gonna say Unix mm-hmm. uh and I'm gonna say Zenit uh over Monaco. And uh that's a tough one for Monaco for sure because they will have played two days before. Yeah, by the way, are you taking no. from which team are you taking from the, the, the derby that was postponed? Uh, you want that one as well. Um, where is that? Asphalt. And let me remind you, buzzer beating three-pointer. I'm taking Asphalt because you know that I don't like Monaco anymore. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, oh, the tables have turned and how the mighty have fallen. Has fallen. Oh, yeah. I, I, Mitrovic hasn't landed anywhere yet, has he? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, okay, so Fenerbahce... Um, if I have an over under on, if I have an over under on twenty, if I have an over on twenty and a half, I'll go on the over with uh, Real Madrid winning in Berlin, um, and uh, I'm going to, oh man, yeah, my why, game. Of- why complicate things? You don't need to go under under and over. It's all good. Just go wins. <laughs> That's hard as it is. <laughs> Uh, Maccabi, you, you keep saying, why should I even take Maccabi? So I don't know why, why I would maybe consider taking, no, I'll go Olympiacos, but I think that's going to be, that that's going to be, a, I, I, something tells me that that's going to be a, a good tight game and maybe Maccabi pulls it up, but uh, I'll pick Olympiacos. I will pick Sheska. I'll pick FS. I will defense. Um, I, I, I think Asvel will have will will have enough guys to produce enough points to to not get Svezdud, and then I will go Bayern over Basconia. So take those bets and rip them up. All right, no, no, I'm not going to rip anything up. <laughs> um, my games to watch obviously will be Unix versus Barcelona. I will watch the the French Derby the day before, I hope. And um, yeah, obviously Cesca Milan because I mean, come on, Cesca Milan. So as for my picks. I'm also taking, um, actually, you know what? I'll take Monaco. I'll take Monaco. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, you're going there, yeah. Yeah. Um, I will take Unix. I will take Zenit. I will take Jagris. I will take Madrid. Did I give my pick on that? I, uh, if I did, and I say Fenerbahce. I don't remember if I did or not, So, but Fenerbahce, just for the record, in case I didn't. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go with Chagiris. Okay. Okay. Great. Right. Yeah. Brav. Brav. Yeah. yeah, I mean, still, no Decolo, no Vesely. It's got to hurt them, you know, sometimes. Um, so, I'm also taking Olympiacos, Cheska, Anadolu, Basconia, or do a Basconia win. I can't believe I'm saying this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Even though Zvezda are supposed to Zvezda, uh, well, they have yet to Zvezda, so they're just supposed to Zvezda as well. I'm going with as well. So that's pretty much it. And um, the reason, by the way, I'm picking Olympiacos is I would have expected a much tighter game, an intense game, if Maccabi didn't have those all those COVID cases. Um, because now they have to get into rhythm and Olympiacos have that one-week advantage over them. So there's that. It's a thing, uh, you know, but you no, know, nothing can do about it. Uh, so that's why I'm going. That's actually one of it's supposed to be an easy, easy pick, not just easy decision. Uh, yeah. And that's that. So let's it's time to say goodbye, I think. So, Dave, where can they find you? Uh, Twitter's the easiest way. Everything I pretty much everything I do, I put out there uh, for all the other outlets that I work with. Um, and uh, there's the the taking the charge uh, Substack, take, taking the charge There's the taking charge podcast on there, the prospects podcast, the gone traveling show with the uh, uh, the wonderful uh, Mosh Bard as well, as well as a couple other uh, uh, people that we talk to. So, uh, but really high, new, uh, high news, H-E-I-N-N-E-W-S on Twitter. That's where I put all the notices out there of where you can find me. And thank you for having me on the show again. 
always a pleasure. Always. And remember, if you're doing a puzzle, if you if I've always done puzzles, yeah, try doing a puzzle without the. Uh, it was it was like some series, some like mob series where the mob boss um, had the the one of his you know whatever is his little um, you know peons you know take the the box and throw it away. So he didn't even have a chance to look at the uh, uh, the, the 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 picture on the puzzle. So. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, <laughs> way too many minutes spent on puzzles today. Today, I'm not saying it is a bad thing. I'm just, you know, it is what it is. It is what it's it is. Winter, it's winter, and that's one for for many. For, for don't, I know don't you have you, you have nice weather. Don't you dare going in that winter is coming direction. Okay, don't no, you? No, no, no. It's not saying it's coming. It's here. It's it's been here. You know, and and winter is an activity that that the Hein household does in the winter. We stay inside and we do puzzles. Okay, I mean it's understandable. Uh, <laughs> uh you can um i mean well first of all obviously we gotta we gotta talk on our uh, about all of our other brothers in arms and uh first of all frankie sex you can find him at mr euroleague uh that's uh thing number one you can he's mr euroleague on twitter you can find Aris barkas at his various social media platforms at, on twitter at least that's at our barkas you have Emmett, Big T, the Bearded Thunder, who you can find, obviously, on the various social media platforms of Ball in Europe. You have Lewis at Happy Glenny. You have this show at, you know, EuroLeague. Uh, it is the EL Sweet 16 show. So make sure you follow. And, um, yeah. I think, we, uh, I think we need a EuroLeague Sweet 16 NFT. Oh, we we will have it someday. I hope sometime Ooh. soon. Yeah. And as for myself, you can find me at I am Team Scout and Moses B One on Twitter and Moses B One on Instagram, the Facebook page of Team Scout and the website itself of Team Scout. And uh, yeah, I think it is what it is. And what it is is the time to say goodbye. But also. Till next time. Great pass from Diomantidis. The lob is done. Here we go. 40 minutes to a title. David Blue for three. On the mark, David Blue. Now Spinellas drives inside. Look for the alley-oop. Corey Higgins just exploding. EuroLeague Sweet 16. Exactly what you need.